Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I'm going to begin with a story. It has been written, it has been said that there was a young man some years ago that was on his way home, walking on foot through a forest to get to the place he had to go. He was a mild-mannered man, very soft-spoken. He was going to become a lawyer. And as he was walking through this woods, he got in the middle of a terrible storm, terrible one. In fact, he feared for his life. And in the middle of that storm, he said, Father, if you will save me, I will serve you. God had him. He had him. He kept his promise. He got through the storm. And at the end of that, he became a monk. That was the only thing he could do back in that time. So as he became a monk, he became very dedicated. And he did something that was unusual. He locked himself up in his room. And he took the book of Romans. And he read it over and over and over and over and over and over again for a month, day and night, read the book of Romans. And at the end of that month, he came out of his room and he made several statements, statements that changed the world, the world. The first statement he made was by the book of Romans. He realized and he said, the word of God has more authority than any man or any group of men. Do you hear that? The word of God has more authority than any man or any group of men. And the second thing he said was justification by faith. Justification by faith. He changed the world. Do you know that there were wars fought over those statements? Wars. Do you know people died over those statements? And a hundred years later, a group of people that heard him and heard those statements and believed him got in a ship to go to a place where they could obey that authority of the Word of God. And that ship was named the Mayflower. This happened in 1517, almost 500 years ago this year, the man that walked through the forest was Martin Luther. How could those two simple statements change the world? You know, back in the 80s, I went to Water of Life Christian Training School that was here, Water of Life. And I took the tapes on the Book of Romans, and they played in my house 24-7. I did what Martin Luther did, and I shut myself up in the house. I didn't go very many places. And I spent my time reading the book of Romans, chapter 1 through 8, over and over and over again. And then I got to the point where I only read chapters 3 through 5, over and over and over again. And you know what happened? There was a change in me. There was a change in my heart. I got rid of my religion. And I felt faith grow. Faith in that gospel. We're going to look at a couple of the passages that Martin Luther read over and over and over that changed 
the world. You know what? These passages will change you. They will change you. I'm going to begin in chapter 3, verse 20. This is the apostle Paul speaking. This is what Martin Luther read. You know, Martin Luther only repeated what the apostle Paul wrote. It says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Whose sight? God's sight. No flesh justified. You can follow the Ten Commandments from the day you're born, and it will not justify you. Now, what is justification? Justification means all your sins are not only forgiven, but they are taken away from you so that you would stand there with no sin, none. That is justification. It's not only forgiveness, it's the sins are gone. Gone. Can't find them. All right, so he said, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, God's sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Amen. But, but, how many times in this Bible have we seen that word, but? But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. What is righteousness in this case? Like I've said before, and we have been taught, Every definition that you need to know that's important in the Bible, you'll find the definition in the Bible. If you will turn your page over or go to chapter 4, I'm going to read from verse 6. We're going to find the definition of righteousness here. Verse 6, Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness, gives righteousness, without works, saying, here's your definition, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven. Iniquities forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man in whom the Lord will not impute sin. Won't take account of his sins. That is the righteousness in this case. It means no sin. It means none. It means your sins are all gone. Gone. Not hiding under your flesh. They're gone. All right, let's go back. Verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. It's now here, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. What does that mean? Do you know Moses said in his writings, in the law, he said, there's coming a prophet after me, one that you're going to have to hear. Do you know that Job said, there's a ransom coming? Do you know that Isaiah said, behold, my servant do you know that Jeremiah said there's a new covenant coming and it's the, God's going to do away with the old. The prophets spoke of Jesus from day one. From day one. Even God told Adam that thy seed, that serpent will bite her heel and she'll step on his head. The gospel. Abraham, thy nice seed, all the earth will be blessed. What was the seed? The seed was Jesus. So the, God, the word of God spoke about Jesus from the very first. That's what he means, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now look, even the righteousness of God, even the righteousness of God, all the sins are gone, totally gone. You are a clean vessel, clean. It said even the righteousness of God, which is how by faith, by faith, 
of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see that? It says all have sinned. I've heard some say, I've never sinned my whole life. Well, if you go read in 1 John, it says, if you say you've never sinned, that makes you a liar. And now you just sinned. So you're trapped. You're sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Notice, being justified freely. Freely. Being justified freely. It means you don't work for it. You can't work for it. You know, you can't read that Bible enough to get your sins forgiven. You can't pray enough to get your sins forgiven. You can't do enough good deeds. You can't help that lady across the street every day for your whole life that will not get your sins forgiven. You cannot give enough money to get your sins forgiven. How are they forgiven? By faith. By faith. By faith in what? Let's find out. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely, for free, being justified for free by his grace through, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. That word propitiation, big word. I used to, when I taught third grade, we used to call those dollar words. Big word, propitiation. What does it mean? It means an appeasement. It means satisfied. Do you know that your sins had to be satisfied? They were going to be satisfied one way or another. The wages of sin is death. That is the word of God. God can't change that. He won't change it. The word of God doesn't change, and God doesn't change. And God says, the wages of sin is death. Somebody's going to die. Everyone has sinned. We're all going to die. In John 3, God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Somebody had to die. God sent his son to die for us. He sent his son to be the appeaser, the satisfying agent. He sent his son to pay for your sin. You know what? You didn't ask for it. You know what? You can't work for it. You know what? You know how you get it? You believe it. You believe it. You look at it and you say, this is so in my life. Jesus died. He was buried. And he rose again. And when he died, he shed that blood. And he took his own blood that he shed for you and I. And he took it to heaven. And he sprinkled it in the tabernacle in heaven. And when he did that, we were forgiven. We were justified. We were sanctified. We were redeemed back to the Father. And how do we get it? There's only one way to get it. You can't work for it. You believe it. That's all you do is believe it. That is faith. Faith. Faith means to trust in. Faith means to hang on to. 
faith means to cling to when it looks like something else. But you look at the death, burial, and Jesus, the blood that was shed for you on the tree. And when you look at that and you trust what it did for you, it becomes manifest. It becomes alive in your life, in your life. And how do you know it becomes manifest in your life? It starts to work. It starts to work, and you start to see it with your eyes. Let's go. For whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness. His righteousness, remember, no sin. For the remissions of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. You want all your sins taken away? You want to be a clean vessel? A clean vessel. No sin. You believe in Jesus. You believe what he did for you on the cross. You believe when every bone was out of joint, he had your sin on him. You believe that when he died, he, paid, he went to hell for you and paid for that sin in hell. That's what you believe. That's what you look at. That's what you trust in. That's what you hang on to. That's what you are steadfast in. That's what it means to stand. You look at that when it looks something different. And when you stay with that, that truth, that word of God will come up in your life and manifest. And the situation, the sin will go. It'll go. I've heard many say, I want to follow God, but I got to do this first. Impossible. Can't be done. I, I want to obey God, but I first got to quit doing this. Impossible. Believe what Jesus did for you on the cross, and that thing will go away. Jesus will take care of it. That's what he was sent to do. He will take care of what's between you and God the only thing you have to do is get to God first. You get to God. You believe what Jesus did for you on the cross. You become born again, and then you walk in that gospel. Let's go on. Wherefore is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay. You can't work for it. You can't work for it. You can't be good enough for this. Grandma, you can't be good enough for this. You can't bake enough cookies. You can't work for it. You have to believe. Therefore, we conclude, a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. You didn't get it through the Ten Commandments. You got it in believing that Jesus died for you. He bore your sin. He bore your iniquity. He bore your pain. He bore your sickness. He bore your perversities. He bore your fear. He bore your weaknesses on his own body, and he went to hell for you. He paid for you, and that satisfying agent, that blood, satisfied the Father concerning you, concerning you. And the Father said, that sacrifice of my son is enough. And the door opened, and he said, come in. Come in. Come in. You are justified, cleaned. By the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now, let's go one last verse. 1 John 1, 7. Amen. 
1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light, if we walk in that gospel, if we trust in that gospel, if we believe that gospel, if we believe that gospel every day, we get up and we walk in that gospel. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It happened once, but it is a process in your life. When you believe that gospel and you walk, God will lead you in paths that will clean you out, and you will be perfect. Perfect. When you believe that gospel, you will finish perfect, just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. That's why he came. We're having the water of life boys, as Doyle say, come. And they're going to sing. There stood a lamb. If you are not born again, the only thing you have to do, you can't work for it, is you call on the name of Jesus, the one that died for you, the one that loved you and gave his life for you. And he went to hell for you. And then the father was satisfied with that sacrifice and he raised Jesus from the dead for you. And when you call on his name, Jesus, call on the man, Jesus, he will come and he will become part of you. He will enter, his spirit will enter into you and you too will become one flesh and you will be born again on your way to become a son of God. Amen.
quickly. So don't be surprised when he comes back to take us away. And the people excuses won't get very far when you find yourself there at his throne. But if you know Jesus, he is your Lord, hallelujah, you won't be alone. And we'll sing worthy, worthy of honor and praise. As we're casting down clouds, we'll be Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.